As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. There's no crying in baseball! I ate his liver with some father beans. I skinned. If I can change, and you can change, everybody can change! And welcome to another episode of Your Next Favorite Movie. I'm your host, Josh G. And today I am here with the host of the GDT podcast. Please welcome Duncan to the show. Hey, how's it going? Uh, Not too bad. Why don't you take a minute and tell everybody what they can expect when they tune into the GDT? Absolutely. First of all, thank you for having me here today. Um, It's a pleasure to be here. And for anyone that's listening and would like to know what GDT podcast is about, we are a podcast that talks about movies that we love. And we also interview independent filmmakers. So we have a couple different episodes a week, but the full episode is usually an interview or um, guest related on the uh, Friday episode. But then we have some bonus minisodes as well. All right. Sounds good. So today you're taking us back to 2013, 2014. I've seen two different release dates. Right. We're going to be talking about coherence. Amir's bringing Laurie to dinner. Amir's a total jackass. <laughs> Everyone else still not have service? I got zero. No. On Where? the news, you know, they're talking about the comet. Yeah, yeah. Wheeler's comet. After it passed, people get lost. They would end up in the wrong home. Why? And they keep telling people that this can happen. The chicken tastes like right. tuna. It must be Miller's comet. <laughs> the whole neighborhood is out of power, uh, except for a house about two blocks up. Mike, is that door locked? I'll check, I'll check it. Baby, stay away from the door. door. I can't stand this. I'm going to go see what's going on. I'm sorry, but I'm going. Did you see that? Oh my God. This is bad. This is really bad. Wait, what's the box? That was at the other house. Oh my God. Baby, what did you see? Hugh, what did you see? We don't even belong here. Everybody knew about we this. He told knew. us. He told us. Everybody knew about you. this except me. We have to just get through the night, okay? We are not from this house. We are visitors. I'm crossing all kinds of boundaries. I don't want to be stuck here. What is going on? So why don't you tell us when you first saw this? So it would have been in 2015 on Netflix when I was in college. So we, me and a couple buddies found, you know, just scrolling through, we found it and we read like the description and we're like, okay, this is going to be perfect. This is going to be a great movie watch. You know, one of those Friday night, Saturday night, like hang out with the boys and just, hang out and watch it. So that was a lot of fun and we kind of immediately fell in love with it. Oh, nice. All right. So let's well, first of all, for anyone that hasn't seen it, let's let's let you give the synopsis for what this film is about. That this should be interesting. I'm curious to hear this take. <laughs> okay. So this is gonna be I want to give one that's 
spoiler free right. so that in case anyone hasn't seen it they can go and watch it because i definitely want to pitch this movie to people i want i don't want anyone like going in knowing anything but what it's about is it's a dinner party and it's a group of eight people who are meeting up and they're adult friends and they're having a dinner party at two of theirs house and then a comet passes overhead and from there some very strange things happen there's knocks at doors there's power outages there's stuff like that and it becomes very much a thriller and you could also call it at certain times a horror movie you could call it definitely different types of genres some that i won't even spoil for the audience yet <laughs> but that's my kind of that's the pitch that i always tell people is is that it's it's a dinner party comet passes overhead and then weird stuff ensues i agree with that and i haven't personally watched the trailer to this so i don't know how much it gives away but i definitely agree go in as blind as possible i think you do definitely yeah perfect little job so let's talk about why it is you love this so much let's get into that those reasons and why you wanted to bring it on here <laughs> okay so can i can i do spoilers now can we can we like are we gonna go all no spoilers i try to go no spoilers okay that's fine i really okay. like to use this as an introductory for people to watch movies they maybe wouldn't have right before. okay yeah. that that makes sense okay so there's something called that we on gdt podcast and me and my friends refer to as a duncan movie and this is the archetype of a duncan movie and what i mean by that is it keeps you on your toes throughout it it has you asking questions and it does a good job of resolving what it needs to and then also letting the audience do what it needs to do because that's important in films i think and actually we on gd we on gdt podcast got the chance to talk to the filmmaker jim burkett who created he did basically everything you know editing writing directing held the camera at some certain points so everything um and he is of the mind of like let the movie speak for itself and let people have their own interpretations of it and kind of death of the author we've kind of spoken on on G gdt about that and that's something that i like in filmmaking where the audience is given that opportunity to interpret it and to it's given clues for sure but then you're given the tools to kind of figure it out for yourself and come to your own conclusions and there's no hand holding and it's something that rewards a second third fourth fifth i've watched it over 15 times i know since then i watched it so many times and honestly it's the story is really it's it's kind of loose in that it was very unscripted actually which is a really interesting part of the the the, the filmmaking process behind it is that it was a lot of the dialogue is unscripted they kind of had story beats that they had to go to and they do a really good job of hitting those beats and they do a really good job of creating characters who are really interesting within this story that's also interesting and those are two important things for me when watching a film it's that i need to connect with the characters and i need the story to be something that's a little bit out of the ordinary maybe or at least something that's engaging in a way that is not in the norm it's a little out of the norm for what uh, a generic type of movie you know like sometimes you get a very straightforward mo movie a very straightforward plot and those can be very good great watches very enjoyable but for me sometimes when the, if you want to talk about getting it to the next level elevating it and that's what this movie does is 
it has a more intriguing story in that sense and it keeps you going all the way to the end because that's also something that really matters to me is i need a good ending and this movie the, the credits hit and i'm like oh my god no way man <laughs> you know so that's kind of just uh without getting into the nitty-gritty of it because i could go for hours on the actual specifics of like you know in a spoiler related conversation about what i what i love and and just the filmmaking of it all is, is beautiful and it's very gorilla like it was done you know with just like a very small set um a very small crew one house and over the course of two nights i believe it was or maybe it was maybe it was a couple more nights than that it might have been at most it was less than a week so i know that um but just very cool just filmmaking process and actual film itself so i love when that connects as well so it kind of just hits every single element the acting's great like i said so nothing misses for me and i really couldn't recommend it enough like if anytime someone asks me to recommend a movie to them coherence is the one i go with okay and if you're gonna watch a movie 15 times at least this one has the right runtime to do that because it stays under 90 if i'm not mistaken if i'm remembering correctly right like it's, it's under yeah it's 90. another yeah. it's a, it's a good watch it's a good like quick watch as well which is yeah. something that you know can grab someone's attention as well yeah i know at this point in my life that's a big selling point <laughs> if you can get yeah yeah under- a lot of people i think yeah like i always tell people like after 90 minutes you got to earn it i'll give you a chance on anything under 90 but after 90 you got to earn it <laughs> that's all fair. right so this next part if you have not seen it, and I don't know where you're going to take this, I don't know how you're going to do it anyway, but this might be the time to fast forward if you don't want to know anything about it, because I'm not saying you'd want to see it, but it's part of the show, and that's where we talk about a potential sequel that this movie could have, and where would you like to have seen that go? Okay, so yeah, this question would be a little bit difficult, because we have to kind of talk about where we are at the end of the film, and all right, spoilers here. Seriously, yeah. Like I'm I'm about to say some things that you don't want to know. So there's two Emilys in the same place at the end. We have two of the main characters in one universe at the end. And what's happened is our protagonist that we have been following or I can get into that too. The one that we assume we assume we're following the same one the entire time, which there are theories that maybe we're not. But we assume we're watching the same one the entire time. And so the person we're watching tries to take over a version of herself who has a better life. And so now we're stuck in the same world because she doesn't actually kill that version. And they're both alive in the morning when they wake up and the comet's passed. So what I would like to see is a reckoning where they're kind of, they, they, it's weird for a little bit. Because I've actually talked to the director about what, what do you think happens afterwards when the credit rolls? And he says that it's like, there's a, there's a, there's a, maybe a week or a month of like trying to figure it out, like sobbing, a lot of crying, and then coming to like, a, okay, where do we go from now? Where, where do we go from here? And I'd like to see that um, play out. I'd like to see them in a different world, you know, well, our, our protagonist in a different world and the other one in the same world that she's always been in. And I'd like to see how they navigate that together. Almost like a, it could even be like a buddy comedy where it's like two versions of the same character, but like play, you know, you have to have them. We have the technology for that today to do that uh, with, with two, two of the same actor, you know, playing two different characters, one of the same actor playing two different characters, but there's that way you could go with it. Or another route you go with it is you could just have a different dinner party the same night and see what happens at that dinner party. And that would be really interesting as well. And I think that, 
it's almost maybe more fertile to explore that because that you know you can kind of tie yourself into like explaining too much of uh, when you if you do a sequel of the same characters and getting into too much of like what happens next it's kind of beautiful what they do and don't tell you and that was what i was kind of hinting at in that last question where i was like they answer the right amount of questions and so if you do a, a full-on sequel with these same characters you might answer too many questions then so it would almost be interesting to do the same amount of question answering in a different party and then see how that plays out there so maybe I would go that second route. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. All right. So now for something that maybe that could happen. And that is, of course, the remake. We get remakes. You can put in big budget people. You can put in some lesser known people that maybe you know of that not everybody does. But if you got to recast this movie, I mean, it's less than 10 years. But then again, we see it happen. where they reboot something in less than 10 years. Who would you go with? Okay, so I thought about this, and I have some that I know I feel like are perfect, and then I have others where I might be trying to squeeze some of my favorite actors into the movie, but I'm going to try to do it anyway. So the first one, our lead, I think is perfect, and happens to be one of my favorite actors in Hollywood, Kristen Stewart. I think she would be great as the lead in this, because I think that there's certain parts of underacting that you want to do, and then reacting in the right way the right amount as well and i think she can do both she can give a good performance where she's really showing it and she can also do that classic people refer to it um when they talk about olivia coleman they, they call it underacting and i think that kristen stewart's also good at that and i think that you know what we have happening in this movie with m is there are some instances where it would be perfect to do that and kind of show it in a kind of muted expression i think she'd be great at that and so going off of that, who better to play her love interest than Robert Pattinson, right? Who is, again, one of my favorite actors in Hollywood. I would love to pair them back up. And he's also, he's playing a little bit of a scummy character in this at times. You know, he's not the, you know, he's not the best boyfriend. So I could see Robert Pattinson pulling that off. I think he can pretty much pull anything off. I think he could pull off the good boyfriend or the um, a little bit sketchy boyfriend. But I think that he would he would be great in this. That's maybe me me pigeonholing you know my favorite actor into this but we're gonna we're gonna go with it anyway for mike who is the um one of the hosts of the party he is the um the alcoholic played by nicholas brendan who people he's probably the biggest name in this movie is going to be john david washington who is probably my biggest like newer actor because he's only been in a, he's been in less than 10 films now and he's i mean i think he's sh shined in you know pretty much everything he's been in but you know i had to get my tenant boys in this together with robert pattinson and john david washington so shout out to him and then um for lee who is the other host um i'm gonna have aquafina because i think that she really did a great job in the farewell and i would love to see her get some more acting roles that aren't necessarily looking for her to be comedic all the time and this is not a comedy it's got some comedic lines for sure, like very, very one-off things though. It's not overall a comedy. So I'd like to see her get a little more dramatic roles. I love, I mean, The Farewell was one of my favorite movies of the year it came out, I believe it was 2019. And she, I thought should have been nominated for her performance. I thought it was amazing. But anyway, 
for Hugh, who is played by Hugo Armstrong. He does a great job in this. I should note that I, you know, I struggled to even recast this because I think they all do a great job to begin with. So, you know, I would never even remake this movie to begin with. Not saying that it's a bad question because I think it's a great question because I had so much fun doing it. But I do want to like not take away from any of these original actors because they all did such great jobs. And I think they are their characters in ways that they created them. They really did create them. So for Hugh, I'm going with Jake Johnson. I think he's great and can be both comedic. And again, like I'm thinking about the line where they're worried about there's something, you know, he discovers something about his wife and he's not very happy about it. And I think Jake Johnson would kill that scene. So I'm looking at him there. Beth, we have is the older member of the group. She used to be M's dance teacher. And that's how she is kind of connected to the group and for this it might be honestly the haircut that's making me say this but i'm going with jamie lee curtis because jamie lee curtis is just one of the best actors you know that we have i feel like she's she's been around forever and she's great so why not cast her in my version of coherence so i'm going with that she's you know can obviously be a little bit um older than the rest of the cast because that's how it is in the original so i'm going with that for amir who was originally played by alex Manugan, we're gonna go with john c Riley, who is just he can you know you want to talk about pulling off both dramatic and comedic that's he's my go-to example of that i think he's you know he's like classically trained like actor but also is you know amazing in Step Brothers and all those will ferrell movies as well and also non-will ferrell movies walk hard the dewey cox story i've said this on twitter i think it should have earned him an oscar he's so good in that he is amazing it's the best comedy i've seen in so many so many years and i love a lot of comedies but to me that one is like a brilliant I don't know. Maybe it was just hit me at the right time. But anyway, John C. Riley for Amir. And then Lori is going to be played by Lapita Nuango. Because I think that she can give a good, like, I think she can give a good ranging performance where she can give, you know, the highs and the lows very good. And I think that Lori is needing to do that in certain aspects of this where she kind of gets those deep emotions going. And I think that we can give, you know, wide range from Lupita Nuango. So I think that would be my pick for Lori at the end. All right. You definitely came up with the full cast. I love it. I love it. All right. Now, in a way, you've already done this, but normally at the end, I have people give that one last final pitch on why they should take a chance on watching this movie. So you've you've given all your pitches, but if there's still one, people that still aren't, t- what would what will last thing would you say? I guess to sell them. Okay, one last thing. If you're not convinced, really, I I swear everything I said is true. It's it's a miracle that this movie is as good as it is on like the budget that it was made on and on the really just will of the filmmaker making it rather than a big studio making it so it's amazing that it does that so if you love indie films in general like you should get in on this because it's supporting that kind of movie and also if if none of that gets you already the thrillingness of it how it keeps you on your toes how it answers the questions that it needs to all that the acting's great the characters are great and it's you know a good mystery throughout it if that doesn't get you there's twists as well if you're a guy who needs a twist, there's twists. And there's not just one, there's a couple. So when you think you've gotten the twist, there's there's more. So, and it, it'll make you think too. And by the end of it, if you watch it a couple times, it might even make you feel like a little bit smarter. You know, you know those movies where you're like, oh, I get it now. And you maybe even don't necessarily get everything. But once you feel like you have these revelations about a movie, you feel a little bit smarter, you feel in the know. 
and it's fun. It's a fun feeling, and you can get that feeling by rewatching this. So the rewatchability is there too. So that's it. I, I can't if I can't sell you on that. I don't know. It's available to watch too for free on Tubi and uh, and on Pluto, both free apps. You don't even have to have, you pay for them. <laughs> that's always a good selling point, right there. Yeah, I agree. I've watched it once, and I definitely feel like I need to watch it more to completely understand. I know that I didn't catch everything because this is definitely a multiple-time watch kind of movie. All right, Duncan, I think that's going to wrap it up. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find you online, where they can find the podcast, all that good stuff. Awesome. All right, yeah. Thank you for having me here. Um, You can find us online on Twitter and on Instagram at GoodDataPod. And you can find us on Facebook at GDT Podcast. And then if you want to listen to us, we're GDT on everywhere. So Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the free ones as well. We're up there. Just search the letters GDT and you'll see three colorful letters on a white background. And that's us. And then we have a nice backpack catalog of movies and you can find us, you know, any, like I said, anywhere that you listen to podcasts. And we'd, we'd love to have you listen. All right, and as always, you can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at YNF Movie Pod. Pretty much available wherever you get your podcasts. Hit subscribe wherever you're listening right now, and that'll work. Or if you want to prefer another choice, go somewhere else. The easiest way to get a hold, linktr.ee slash YNF Movie Pod. It has social media, podcast platforms. It has my personal letterbox account to follow, YouTube channel. So that's everywhere. And we will be back next week. I'm not sure when this is coming out yet, so I'll have to figure that out. But until then, you guys take care, and I will talk to you next time.